This is a shock podcast. Shock. Films. They usually tell a lot more than what you see and hear on screen. Have you ever overanalyzed a film and compared it with another just because you think they can actually be better? Here on Unraveling Film Roles, I'm your host, Izwin. We will analyze two films per episode. Films that come from the same genre, have the same category, yet they're so different but still similar. Are award-winning films really award-worthy or they don't actually live up to the hype when you watch it? For moviegoers and cinephiles, this is a podcast for you. Welcome to Unraveling Film Roles. Hello and welcome back to another podcast episode of Unraveling Film Roles. My name is Izwin and we're back this week to talk about two iconic films that were described as filled Asian cast or at least to the best of their abilities they are no other than is Crazy Rich Asians and the second one is Memoirs of Geisha. I have a feeling a lot of you have not heard people talking about Memoirs of Geisha for a really long time. Even I myself have not talked about it in a really long time but let's deep dive into these two pretty similar films kind of what they're working toward. However, the very different outcome and very different target market but they'll fit into one category where production companies they're trying to get more Asian actors more portrayed in films and Memoirs of Geisha was first popular one to have a majority Asian cast. So here's a short overview recap for Crazy Rich Asians. It was a 2018 romantic comedy film. It starred Michelle Yeoh, Constance Wu, Henry Golding, Gemma Chan, Aquafina, and Ken Jeong. A lot of big Hollywood names there. It was based on a 2013 novel of the same title. It was about a Chinese American professor played by Constance Wu that went to Singapore to meet her boyfriend's family. family and then found out that his family is actually one of the richest family in Singapore and he is the most eligible bachelor. So that's kind of a quick rundown of Crazy Rich Asians if you have not watched it. And then Memoirs of Geisha is a 2005 periodic film. It's based by a book as same as Crazy Rich Asians is also titled from the same name and originally Memoirs of Geisha was published in 1997 again it stars the amazing Michelle Yeoh, Zhang Ziyi, Ken Watanabe, Gong Li, Yuki Kondo and Suzuka Chong the plot of the whole film it based the story of these two young girls that were sold by their parents to a geisha house because they need some money and then these two girls were going to be trained to be geishas Chiyo in the film was gifted that the name Sayuri or given she met a director who she fell in love with or at least from our audience perspective had a crush on on this director which is a big plot in the whole film if you have not watched it here's the thing these two film these two film they're both based from a book both were very popular around the sense that they had asian majority casts especially for memoirs of geisha and all asian casts was long awaited by the underrepresented community and a crazy rich asian came out 13 years later to emulate the same 
aspect. That is just quick rundown of those two films and there are a little bit of the similarity that was looked for. Let's talk about where they actually filmed Crazy Rich Asian. It is set in Singapore. It's a modern day film shot uh, predominantly between Malaysia and Singapore. For example, I think it was a jewelry shop that actually went to in the film. It was filmed in St. Regis. Regis? St. Regis. And then Memoirs of Geisha is set in Japan. It's a period drama film set, set in pre-World War II. Talks about hardship, challenges posed by war, faced by commoners, the people that were living in Japan. The film was mainly shot in California. Some of it towards the end of the film were shot in Kyoto. Especially the shrine that was popular I think towards the end of the film. So for Crazy Rage Asian, it's a very like, I mean, if you've watched it, you know, it's a modern day film. There's really nothing too memorable about it other than the fact that it's a rom-com. It's also really important to note up to that point, a lot of romantic comedy that we've watched only featured like to an extent only featured like one of the character would be and the other character would uh, be a person of color or a person from the underrepresented group. However, the prominence of Crazy Rich Asian is that it's the both of them are from an underrepresented group. And also it talks about the family dynamics of how, you know, different it is when it comes to love and looking for partners for an Asian family, which I don't think is very widely recognized by a lot of people in the idea that like the mom doesn't doesn't like Rachel initially in the beginning of the film just because she's not from a rich family she's not from old not even old money like super 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 old money she's not from that kind of family but then eventually gave her blessing towards the end of the film as we all know if you've watched it but Memoirs of Geisha for me personally had a little bit more impact on me it had very memorable set music the message was very memorable as well and the delivery was were always very soft yet strict is the best best way for me to explain but they toned it down it's very asian right to be like you're angry but you're not really they're not gonna be too rough on you is the best way for me to describe it when you compare it to those two crazy rich asian and memoirs of geisha memoirs of geisha it's a historical film it's a lot more aimed towards those that are curious about people that are living as a geisha although we will talk a little bit more later about how it's actually received however it gives an initial idea of how a geisha we know them however we don't really know much about them and this film really gave at least initial curiosity which i thought was really good in crazy rich asian one thing about me is that i love music so i always try to understand the music of any film as much as i can after or before it really depends on how big the hype is memoirs of geisha it was composed by john williams i have had the privilege of listening to a lot of the scores from Memoirs of Geisha live as part of an orchestra concert and it was great in person as it was on film. The scores throughout the film had really strong cello and violin sounds and for that they won the Golden Globe Award for Best Original Score as well as a BAFTA Award for Best Film Music and another one for Grammy which was under Best Score Soundtrack for Visual Media which says a lot about the music that was going throughout the film. And if you've never listened to the soundtrack from Memoirs of Geisha, go ahead and do this. You can get it on Spotify and I promise you, you will keep on listening to it all the time now, especially when you're working because this kind of music are really motivational. Crazy Rich Asians is on the opposite side of the spectrum. There wasn't really any memorable like songs except for a cover of Elvis Presley, Can't Stop Falling In Love With You. They didn't have as many orchestral
orchestral music, which makes sense. Like, it's not a period piece. It's not a historical film. It's a modern film. However, what they've done, I think they've done pretty well. The composer, at least, have got a lot of singers collaborate with them for the film. They wanted multilingual soundtrack. Therefore, they have compiled a few Chinese singers, make a cover of songs from the 1960s and the 1950s. And these singers should be fluent in the language that they're singing. Yeah, and then they've got it featured throughout the film. So we're done talking about kind of just the film, understanding the like the setting and all of that. Let's talk about more the controversy around the films. Crazy Rich Asians and Memoirs of a Geisha. They were both very highly anticipated films by the crowd. I remember when Crazy Rich Asians was going to come out, I was like, you know, I'm not going to do anything that it came out so that I can just get a ticket and watch the film as in as I can I did it and then um, I did it again that weekend so I watched it I think twice in the cinema and then I watched it again um, at home when it's on demand with my friends so that just for me says a lot about the film and how much I've enjoyed it I think everyone will really enjoy a romantic comedy film just like that especially when you feel represented is a really good idea however the, the controversy was also pretty high for a surrounding crazy rich Asian is they casted a few biracial non-Chinese actors so popularly it was Henry Golding they're, they're Chinese, but they're like biracial, which apparently have caused controversy around that. And there was also a lack of representation around the ethnic groups in Singapore, which um, has also Malay, uh, Indian population. However, that wasn't depicted very well in the film. Another big one that was highlighted post the film coming out was that they only solely spoke in American or British English, not Singaporean English, even though it was a Singaporean family. Um, that they were covering and I personally had that exact same thought I was like girl like I personally had the exact same thought I thought they would try their best to create the best depiction of you know people in Singapore but unfortunately they didn't manage to do that however to me the film the plot everything was so good so you know I enjoyed it um, nevertheless and um Memoirs of Vacation on there as well faced a few controversy around the cast they did not cast actresses from a specific ethnic group that they were playing as for example uh, apologies if I've said their names wrong for example Zi Zhang she's from a Chinese ancestry Michelle Yeoh we all know and love also come from a Chinese ancestry Go Lee is also Chinese. Famous Zi Zhang was uh, denounced as a star in China because they said that she has embarrassed China, which really said something about how people felt about the cast in uh, Memoirs of Asia. People in Japan also found an offense that the three female characters were not Japanese and it was a lack of rep accurate representation. But it's also important to note that the film didn't really depict geishas as best as they could as it's kind of like westernized. What people would enjoy to see on the screen um, is also last point of the big massive controversy around the film is that it was actually banned in China just because of the conflict that occurred at the time. Crazy Rich Asian actually made 238 million to date against a 30 million budget which I thought was pretty incredible and Memoirs of Geisha made a 162.2 million box office numbers against 85 million budget Let's talk a little bit about awards. So Crazy Rich Asian actually won Best Production Design in Contemporary Film, which if you've watched the film, you know how everything was made perfectly for its set. Other locations that they've chose, I think it fit the whole storyline 
as well as it could be they were only nominated for golden globe they didn't win any like big names but i would say that crazy rich asian won the heart of a lot of people not just people within the asian community memoirs of vacations that won a lot of awards they actually won three awards at academy awards uh which are best art direction best cinematography and best costume design if you watch the film i know you agree they also won excellence in production design for a period film uh, by the art directors guild and bafta they won best cinematography best film music and we talked about how they've also won um, a grammy uh, previously just for their song so overall i love both films i think their aim was to create some change and cause some change within the hollywood realm worked because now you see representation on the screen in the cinema which wasn't really uh, happening all the time especially for a hollywood film and for both films they also managed to talk and touch upon issue about different class so in crazy rich asian we know that rachel came from a working class partner came from like you know old money like they had so much money like you know it really shows the different ways of living that actually people experience and in crazy rich asian they actually touched upon the issue of different the different portrayal of classes in the film which i thought was pretty cool and also it's kind of accurate like you know asian parents are quite strict about who their kids end up dating so to show how asian parents actually handle that in the film i thought was a uh, pretty and uh, pretty cool and also both films had the same trope which is pretty cool so anyway that towards the end uh, we have come towards the end of the podcast now i'm gonna leave you guys with a little bit of my final thought although memoirs of a geisha did not make much uh, box office money as much against their budget however Personally for me, Memoirs of Geisha was memorable. I remember watching it when I was like I think 10 years old, shows my age. <laughs> I am very young. I remember watching it for the first time and never I didn't understand anything, but what I remember was the emotion. Score made me feel that the acting made me feel the storyline made me feel which I think is the purpose of why people watch film is the emotions, right? And then I rewatched it again as an adult and I've watched it like 3 4 times as an adult and I've watched it 3 4 times when I was young too and I've also bought the book and i'm really really excited to read it from a different perspective it really says a lot about how the film have actually made people feel people keep coming back for it it makes people think it makes people wonder about how geishas are like and even though it's not really the most accurate representation it it inspires curiosity which is why i think if you have to watch anything on a weekend and you're like memoirs of geisha or crazy rich asians is because you're like oh those are the early films where there is an all Asian cast let's put aside everything everywhere all at once go for memoirs of a geisha there's no question we'll end up going thinking oh it's pretty slow paced but you come out kind of like Oh, Sayuri is just a chiose just like she gets what she wants at the end which was pretty emotional. Although Memoirs of Geisha have came out for a really long time it came out in 2005 and now it's 2023 crazy. I don't think a lot of people talk about it enough nowadays people still kind of go around and talk about Crazy Rich Asian because it's a newer film and um it's modern day so a lot of people won't understand. However, Memoirs of Geisha still in my personal opinion still deserve the recognition that they received when it first came out i would really highly encourage you to just go and watch it like if you can find it go and watch it. i think it is on netflix but yeah that's my take on these two amazing majority asian cast films crazy rich asian and memoirs of a geisha thank you so much for listening to my podcast i look forward to talking to everyone soon